to the great scott show on a tuesday joining me now friend of the program friend of mine veteran saints beat writer for the new orleans advocate in the times picayune mr luke johnson on the airwaves with us good morning luke how's life man scott uh i'm talking to you so i'm doing great man that's good to hear, brother. So I, I got to ask you something not Saints related. I know that um, you know I was able to make it to the Pelicans play-in game, and you and I were texting a little bit after it, and and you you had a, a video of the fans, you know, leaving the arena streaming Jose, 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 and I also know you know you're a Bucks fan, right? I mean that was your team. You grew up in Wisconsin. They they won the title last year. I thought about you. I was happy for you. But like, are you have you kind of gotten the Pelicans fever a little bit? Like, where 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 are your where, where's your fandom currently right now, Luke? Oh, like I, I'm always going to be a Bucks fan. It's like, you know, you, you can't change where you grew up. That's right. Who you grew up rooting right. for. I'm, I you respect know. that. Um, I'm actually glad you said that. Okay. It, but I'm I'm really glad that uh, I'm really glad that that the Pelicans are in the Western Conference, and I don't have to worry about any sort of conflict of interest until the. Until the the finals, right. you know. Um, <laughs> so uh, no, it's it's it, look. I, I live uh, very close to the arena. Um, I'm just kind of a hop, skip, and jump over there. So uh, I made my way to you know, probably like eight or nine games this year. I was at the playing game. I was really hoping to catch the uh, uh, the playoff game, but um, I had another another scheduling conflict that I wasn't able to make that game. But I, I mean, man, it's it's been it's been really cool seeing. Um, the city kind of finally rally around this team. You know, I think the team's finally given them something to rally around, um, and uh, it's just it's just been so cool seeing um, seeing how invested everybody is in in the team's success and uh, and and all that. So I've I've really really enjoyed that. I, I've enjoyed the atmosphere just around the arena, and obviously in the game, it's it's been really really good. Um, so I, I'm excited for what that hopefully means for kind of the future of, of basketball in New Orleans because. Um, I think they're building something really, really cool here, and um, and I, I hope they're they're able to keep that going because obviously the city will support it. Yeah, fa- fan player relationship is so important, and um, you know you're seeing it right now. I mean, obviously the diehards are always going to be there, but to expand it, um, it's 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 real. Uh, it's 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 happened organically, I think, with this group, which is which is the way it. I think the only way it can be done, right? You can't fake that kind of thing. And uh, it's been fun. Obviously, you won't be at Thursday night's game. You'll be busy working. Uh, the Saints have two picks in the first round coming up Thursday night. I guess my, my last question for you regarding the Pelicans, and then we'll just focus all on the Saints, is, look, I mean, it's the Saints. No matter what, the interest, as you know, in the area is going to be as high as ever. Um, do, do you have perhaps – a few less questions in the inbox this year, like are are in terms of the Pelicans and the spotlight. I mean, obviously they're sharing it together, but do you feel like there's any luster takes Saints draft, or is it 
as usual, just nonstop. Hey, Luke, who are they picking? Hey, Luke, tell me this. Like, you have all the answers, but you know what I mean. Like, the fan interest, where is it at? Coupled with the fact that the Pelicans do have, you know, on Thursday night. Um, well, you know, I think the the Pels being involved and uh, and you know having a run and, and people being very interested in them, I, I think it's certainly taken some of the attention off the Saints. Um, and I, I think you know it's it's hard for me to to say whether this is different than in, in previous years because it just feels like there's not a lot going on. But that's because um, you know we haven't really talked to anybody from the Saints and. You know, weeks and maybe this is just what it's like every year you know <laughs> but i'm just like yeah at this point i'm just kind of like tapping my foot being like okay you know, we've been talking about the draft for like three freaking months yeah uh can we, can we just get this thing over with and, <laughs> and have something like like have some real stuff to talk about like oh man they you know they added a you know did they did they draft a quarterback did they um, did they you know, do the the chalk thing and go what everybody's wanting them to do and take a receiver and, a, and an offensive tackle? Like, like um, you know, I, I think there's there's so many different ways this this can go, which is kind of fascinating. But um, you know, we've been having the same conversation conversation with the exception of you know, the, the trade that added a second first round pick. You know, we, we've been having the same conversation since February. <laughs> so, um, so I'm just I'm just ready for the the draft to get here, and, and then I think the you know, I think you know, once draft day comes, it, you know, the, the the interest levels, the, the amount of emails and, and tweets and stuff that I'm getting are, are going to be right back up to in season level. You know, especially if if they they make another pick where you know people are like, who the hell is Peyton Turner? Sure. Um, I'm going to have a lot of <laughs> you know, a lot of fun with uh, you know, filling people in on who that guy is. It, I, I've been I've been telling fans too um, for a while now. When it comes to the draft, it's like. With Sean Payton, I'm not going to say I always knew who they were going to draft. I didn't. No one did, right? But you get when, when a when a coach is at a place for a long time, you start saying, "Oh, look, you know." You start to notice their tendencies, right? Whether it be the Raz score, and I know it's more than just Payton, but Payton sort of was he was he was the master of the house, so to speak. Like he got to call the shots uh, at the end of the day when he was the coach. So when a guy develops tendencies, you can kind of get a feel for, okay, they're going there, they're going there. And I know that they're big on continuity, and I know Peyton isn't there anymore. But, like, Dennis Allen, I, people keep saying, what do you think they're going to do? I'm like, I have I have no idea. I mean, probably BPA, probably high RAS score because you still have Jeff Ireland, you still have all this stuff. But you don't know. Like, we, we don't know Dennis Allen's tendencies as a head coach when it comes to – Game day, I'm not going to go back and look at three years for the Al Davis Raiders or his approach to the draft. So whether it be quarterback, whether it be D-tackle, whether it be receiver, as everybody's you know, uh, fixated on, I just I, – I know it's boring, but people say, oh, Scott, who do you think you're going to take? I'm like, I don't, I don't know because I don't really even have an educational guess. I mean, I, I whiffed on a lot of Sean Payton's picks as far – not on all of them. I hit on a few, but as far as who they would take. But at least there was um, you know, some data behind it. In terms of like the Dennis Allen Saints, I don't – I just – I don't know, Luke. I got no idea. I mean, I'd ask you. You don't either. But, but do you think they're leaning a certain way here? Well, you know, I, I think I'd be I'd be surprised if we saw like a big departure from the way they've operated in the past you know, 15 years. You know, I, I think um, often you see, um, you know, coaches uh, kind of operate in the same way of, of you know the of the tree they they sprouted from. You know, I, I think Sean Payton operated a lot like Bill Belichick, and I think you could probably 
expect um, Dennis Allen to, to fall in the same line, especially considering he's working with the same cast of characters here. I, I still anticipate they're going to be looking for guys who are productive college players um, who don't have you know, significant injury history, um, who are big prototype athletic guys. Um, I think the only thing that's that I'm really wondering here is is how much of, of Sean Payton's aggressiveness was part of that strategy. Mm-hmm. You know, how much was the fact that they haven't traded back, period, like traded you know, traded back in the draft, like a common draft strategy uh, since 2007. How much of that was Sean Payton, and how much of that is Mickey Loomis? You know, that's that, those are the sorts of things where you just like okay. There could be some surprises in here, just something we're, we're just not used to in New Orleans. Um, but I, I think, as far as the style of player, um, yeah, I think that's in the, the positions they value. I think that's still going to be the same. I, I still think they're going to be a team that builds um, from the front out. You know, uh, they're going to invest a lot of high-level resources in their offensive and defensive lines. I, I can't imagine that changing under under uh, Dennis Allen. Um, and you know, take their pick their spots for for adding guys on the on the perimeters, um, and you know we'll, we'll see what Dennis Allen. I think we'll get a good idea of what Dennis Allen thinks of uh, of James Winston um, and the rest of the Saints staff. Yeah, you know, this this uh, this week, um, I think there's going to be a chance for them to to, to take a, a you know highly rated quarterback without having to trade up, um, and. I think we'll see you know, whether they they think James can can really potentially be the guy, or if they're gonna if they're gonna draft somebody who could you know maybe be the long term um, solution there. So it, there's there's just a lot a lot of different ways this this can go, uh, but generally speaking, I think that the overall you know high level strategy remains fairly similar, um, no matter who's the head coach. Well, you talk about aggressiveness, Luke Johnson, our guest, aggressive moving up. You know, getting two first-round picks and and shipping off some future assets, uh, some high future assets. What I know it's been a couple of weeks, Luke, but ultimately, what what do you think the Saints' vision was? Their their ultimate reason for doing that. You know, I think I'm actually going to trust what what Mickey Loomis said to um, Peter King a few weeks back, where you know I, I think they they're looking at this as a if not like a, a draft that's stocked with high level talent, right? Like you don't see a lot of guys who, who I think in this draft are, are, would, would be like slam dunk top 10 picks and a lot of other drafts. Um, but I think there's a lot of value in this draft just because there's, it's, it's a huge pool of players, right? Um, I mean, just that, that alone, you know, that there's going to be guys, yeah, there's, there's, there's going to be guys who who maybe would have been second round picks who are going to be pushed back into the into the third or the fourth. Um, I just because of the sheer size of this draft, it's like almost a thousand players. There's almost a thousand players more in this draft than than there were last year, just because of the the pandemic and how it changed eligibility rules. Um, so I really do think when when Mickey says we've got three top fifty picks and we think we can get three of our top twenty five guys, right? Um, I, I believe that. I, I think um, I think he he understands how to put together a draft board, and he understands what the Saints value and how it might be different than than what other other teams value. Um, and they could get three of of really guys they think are are the best players in the draft with their the picks that they currently own right now. And they're doing that because they believe they are a they're a team that can contend. 
Washington has a contending window window open right now, even with Tom Brady coming back to the Bucks. Um, you know, they they see this as as a roster that that can make a playoff run. So, um, you know, that's that's a sort of thing that makes me hesitant to say. You know, even though it looked kind of on the face when they made the, the trade that you know this is potentially something that can give them some ammo to move up in the draft and maybe take a quarterback. Um, yeah, I'd have a hard time. I'd have a hard time squaring that with um, with you know, their their entire approach this off season as a team that um, believes it can it can function and compete at a high level right now, where it's it's missing one or two things to kind of put it over the top. I think for them to do it, they they need some help on offense. I just don't feel like they've taken a big step there yet this offseason, but you mentioned it, three picks in the top 50, four in the top 100. It is a uh, – look, it's – you talk about make or break in terms of a, a, a new coach and their tenure. This draft, I think, is one we're going to look back at three years from now for Dennis Allen and whether or not he's thriving or whether or not he's maybe not the coach or on the hot seat or just the Saints are still – you know, up and running, and, and one of the more winning – I mean, they've won more games than everybody in the last five years except one team, that being the Kansas City Chiefs. To continue that, I just feel like they still need some help on offense there. Uh, but if Jordan Davis is sitting there at 16 and he's pretty high on their board, they're going to take him because that's one thing I do agree with you on, Luke. I think they're still going to go best player available on their board no matter what. Uh, regardless of position, and some some fans might disagree with that, or they might say you got to do this, you got to get receiver, you got to try to stretch it out. I, I think that's one philosophy that I'm with you. It's going to remain the same. Who's ever highest on their board? If 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 assuming they're still just sitting there at 16, that's what they're going to go with. Well, yeah, and let's let's just look at their roster right now, right? I, I, I mean, the, name me a position where where you're like, they better not draft a player there. Right, right. right. I, mean, I mean, running back, right, you don't want to use a first-round pick on a running back, and, and they've got some pretty decent ones on the team, although I do think that's something, that's something they need to address, maybe in the draft. maybe some They need help in running back. I agree with you. Yeah, and, and Alvin's going to miss but, time. But, like, but, you know, that's, but like a quarterback, they could certainly take a pick, uh, player there. Running back, I mean, not in the first round, but they, they could use a – second or third round pick on a running back i could see that outside of the um, specialist positions you're right i mean you know yeah uh, and, and maybe and maybe maybe corner right like i think they're okay at corner they got Lattimore, uh adebo roby pj williams can play there um you know cjgj in the slot but even then you know i, I think that you know you can never have enough of those guys right. and right. if if Derek stingley drops to 16 or 18 um, or 19 rather. I mean, are you going to just like let him slide? Um, I don't know. I think I'd, I'd probably consider using a pick on Derek Stingley. Um, I, I just think that, you know, we've seen these last couple of years, um, like you can't, you can't pigeonhole yourself into a position, even though I, I really want to see them add a receiver. Like if I were, if I were going into this draft, that'd be a priority for me because it's just, it's been proven year in, year out. Um, that this team doesn't have that outside of Michael Thomas, and we don't know what Michael Thomas is going to be, right? So I, I, I really want to draft a receiver. But I, I, you also just look at, I mean, just look at last year. They started 58 players last year. Mm-hmm. Like, you get as many good players as you can on your roster, guys who you think are going to succeed uh, in the league, and you get them there, and you'll they'll find a way onto the field. You know, I, you're not like... 
you don't need to start Paulson Adebo if you have a better player. Then you got really good depth behind it. You know, it's just like I think it's it's short sighted to to look at at immediate need and, and you have to fill a hole and you know, there's there's other ways to do that. And if if there's a really good player who you think is a, a slam dunk, no doubter, you take him. And I think that's that's especially true of quarterback. <laughs> you know, people are arguing about you know this this class you know being a weak quarterback class it's like well you know your opinion doesn't matter on that uh, you know mel kuyper's opinion and all the nfl draft analysts opinion doesn't really matter if an nfl team looks at a guy and they're like we think this guy is going to be a stud then you do everything you can to go get that guy unless you're you know unless you're the chiefs or or you know whatever else in your yeah, you're either bills or chiefs right there's there's a yeah. couple of places you don't no, do it yeah but. You, you go like, like if you got a guy who you can who, who you are re- really confident in that, that he's going to be a, like right. a superstar quarterback and you're not set at the position like yeah absolutely like do what you can to go get that guy right in 2011 the saints didn't need to draft a quarterback in the first round um they did draft um you know, uh, Cam Jordan and Mark Ingram in the first round this year. Both of those guys still on the team, but it's over a decade ago. You know, there's been a lot of turnover, and you talk about, I mean, it's crazy, 58 different starters last year. Considering you can't even dress that many on game day, that's just, that's the number. Um, it's, it's, look, the draft is always exciting, and the fact that the Pels and, and Suns will be playing a playoff game, that'll be exciting. Um, it's it's Festival International over here in Lafayette this upcoming weekend. I mean, it's that great time of year, Luke. I know I'm getting off topic a little bit, and and, and you view it differently, and I guess I do as well. But we're we're we both work in sports media, but two different, you know, two different mediums. But like the month of April, uh, is it the best sports month of the year? Like considering you got MLB opening day, NHL playoffs, NBA playoffs, the NFL draft, the Final Four. I mean, the Masters, like uh, October and March, they get brought up a ton, and I've kind of been on the October wagon for a while. I mean, I, I think we might have to look at April and say this might be the best damn sports month on the calendar every year. Yeah, I think I think I agree. You know, I, I, first of all, it gives me an opportunity to not have to not have to worry about covering a game on Sunday, and I can watch all this stuff. <laughs> you know? That must be nice. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, selfish selfishness aside, though, I think April's the best sports month. Like, like I, I'm also a huge baseball guy. I, I think the first uh, first round series in the NBA playoffs are, are sneaky good. Sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of them end up in sweeps. But I, I think um, you know, this, this Pell's Suns series is, is an example. Of, like, um, you can get some shockers uh, every now and then, and that's really fun. Uh, and then, you know, obviously the second round's coming up. And, and, you know, that was, I think, one of the best playoff series last year is the, the Bucks-Nets series. Um, yeah, that was a second-round series. So, yeah, I, I love April, man. I, I love opening day. I love it. I've always loved the draft. Um, and I, I don't really think that you can you can make an argument for any other month. I, you know, they, I, I'm not a huge college basketball fan. So like March madness, isn't really that big, of, that big of a pull for me. Um, there's no NFL and no, uh, major league baseball in in March. So you can pass on that for me. And, and there's, you know, there's no NBA in, in October. I'm going to go April, man. It's, it's, it's weird. The only reason like in October, we have like actual football games, but the NFL draft, which used to be in May, it, it's so – I always say, like, when it comes to the draft, if you were to explain to someone from another country 
America's fascination with American football. If you just told them about the draft, well, you know, it's guys in suits. There's there's no games. Um, there's a lot of people that talk a ton. And a guy goes up to a podium every few minutes and announces a name. And, you know, then they sit back down. And this happens for basically like three days straight. And everyone talks about it a ton. And everyone writes about it. And, yeah, and, and it's it's invigorating. Right? Like if you if you tell somebody from another country, they'd be like, What? Like really? Yeah, but and the you, first and the first day is gonna take five hours and uh, there's only gonna be thirty two names called, Right, so. Right, yeah. And and it's gonna be the best. and it's gonna it's gonna have buku ratings, right? They'd be like, yeah. What that makes sense? But like that's look, I d I don't know enough I, I get into, you know, national soccer and, and I wish the World Cup was this summer and not in the fall, but you know, you can't be playing out in the day. Point is like I don't know enough about, you know, Premier League and things like that to know what their what their off season would be or or anything comparable to the draft, but I, I I bet there's nothing quite like the NFL draft anywhere on the planet. Like it's and and it's always been great, and I get into it, and there's great drama, and so even though there's not actual football games in the month of April, the NFL draft and you have spring games in college football, and that's not real football either, but. The NFL draft just makes it feel like a football month, even though you have all this other stuff going on. And that's just a testament to the power of the NFL, man. I mean, when you got a league that's like, we're going to announce that we're going to announce a schedule on this date and part of it on this date and that date, and it's, you know, the, the lead story on ESPN.com, it's like, yeah, I mean, that's that's American football for you. We can't get enough of it. Yeah, and, uh, and I think the NFL is, has just mastered the art of uh, – of completely owning a news cycle for uh, ten or eleven months out of the year, like the only the only month that you don't really hear anything from the NFL is July, and that's actually when training camp starts up. So um, it's 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 really remarkable, honestly, when you think about it. Uh, there's there's no competing with the NFL in, in terms of of the American interest in sports. Um, I think the NBA is kind of getting close. Uh, but close is is a, a relative term here. I don't, I don't even think it's you know there's even anywhere near the interest in the NBA countrywide as there is in the NFL. It's just a massive, massive thing that draws so many eyeballs. Luke Johnson, our guest at by Luke Johnson at by Luke Johnson on Twitter. Check out all of his stuff. Nola.com, the Times, Picayune, and the New Orleans Advocate. Uh, he is going to be really, really busy this week. Uh, with the draft, but check out everything he's going to have. Uh, tons of content, great content as always. My last draft question for you, Luke: Is there anything that that aside from you know stuff that we know is not going to happen, like drafting a, a kicker or a punter in the first round or whatever? Is there anything the Saints could do that would surprise you in this draft? Um. I mean, the only thing that I think that would be a surprise is if they ended up trading down in, in round one, right? Um, just because that doesn't that doesn't really fit with their MO. I don't think it'd be a bad idea. Um, you know, if, I think if you could give yourself, you know, four top fifty picks, um, you're you're looking at the same, you know, it, it just an even better uh, version of of what you have right now. I, I don't think you're going to get a much worse player going from sixteen to you know, 22 or something like that. Um, and, and picking up like an extra second rounder. Um, but I, I just don't think it's going to happen though. Yeah. You know, I think they, they went up and got those two picks with the plan. Um, 
And, you know, whether that plan is to make, you know, maybe it is to trade up for somebody you know, like Evan Neal or somebody like that. Right. Um, maybe it's like, who, who knows what it, what it really is. Uh, but I, I think um, it, it just, it, it would be surprising to see them acquire that extra one and then package that to move down somewhere. It, that just wouldn't make any sense to me. Good stuff. Luke Johnson has been our guest. We're talking about the Saints draft and uh, the month of April. Also, the uh, premiere of Barry season three. Now, I haven't I haven't watched the premiere. Luke, I, I I'm considering just waiting till they all air and then binging it, or 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 maybe episodically, like maybe not on Sunday night, but you know, like watch an episode a week. Like, do you have any advice for me in this this decision? I have absolutely no advice, uh, and I'm sorry for that. It, but like, I don't know how you're not supposed to binge Barry. Like, what What are the episodes like? Twenty eight minutes, right? Or like right. That? That's 20, what I'm thinking. Like, minutes. I can't wait like twenty eight minutes like each week. I just I need it. I kind of yeah. It's one of those ones. And this summer, I'll have a little time off. I'll have some more time. I think. No, look. I think you just gave me the answer. Thank you. I'm just gonna have to avoid spoilers. I'm going to wait till they all air as hard as it's going to be. But I did get excited when I, I got a text from one of my listeners who loves when you and I talk uh, non-sports, but he was like, on Sunday, he's like, Pell's game four tonight and sees a premiere of Barry. I'm like, I'm going to I'm gonna have to wait on Barry. But, yes, I, I am excited about, <laughs> about, about it for sure. I'm so pumped. The trailer made it look uh, made the, the season look just fantastic. Um I really, really can't wait to watch it. But I, like, like yourself, I might have to just kind of consult with Chelsea and figure out how we're going to approach this um, because you know, we, we definitely binged the first two seasons of Barry. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't know if I can if I can only give myself that like little twenty two minute dopamine hit or whatever the the uh, episode length is. It's not enough. Yeah, like for me, uh, and then I'm going to have to like rewatch the episode the next week yeah, to, to just yeah. like really get back in the, right. the mindset. So. I, I kind of like if I start a show and it's not binge, then I'll just roll with that. But if I if I the first time I'm introduced to a show is binge watching, then I, it's like kind of the only way I can do it. You know, like I week to week. Okay, like I remember I I, we, I mean shoot the boys. We've talked about that one. It's such a great show. Like first season, it was like, and then the second season came out like right after I had been watched the first one, and this was during the pandemic. And I didn't realize that like they were they were gonna release three episodes and then do week to week. So I just like went right through it and I'm like, wait, what's the deal? Like, isn't Amazon supposed to just have them all up here? Like, what's happening? I was so upset about it. So I don't know, man. It's it's uh it's a good problem to have for us spoiled people here with so much great options when we can uh, log off for a little bit and watch a show. I watched watched a show recently called From, which is on Epics, but um did you did you watch Lost or no? I did not watch See, Lost. Yeah. Lost I'm, was... I'm actually kind of thankful for that. There's, there's like, <laughs> I, I've just, I just heard so many, so many stories about, uh, about, you know, confusing it got toward there the end, go. and I'm, I'm just. It should have been. I'm, I'm good on that. It should have been four seasons, and you know, network TV they made it six, but uh, it's kind of got a Lost feel, but, but a lot more scary, kind of some horror stuff. I just kind of stumbled upon it, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to checking that out. It's, uh, it's if you like horror stuff, then you might dig it. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was a binge thing and, um, you know, epics, you get the app, not the service. You just get the app. You can do it for like $3 a month and they got other stuff on there. Apparently there's a show on there that Steven Conrad, uh, created, wrote, directed and produces. And he's the one that, you know, wrote, directed and produced, uh, you and I as one of our favorites, Patriot, which only got two seasons on Amazon, but, uh, 
man, I, I wish they could bring two that back. Epic seasons. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Seasons. We got we all right, we gotta stop because now we're getting totally off track. It's my fault. But I do know last <laughs> time we brought up Patriot, we had a few people on Twitter like get really excited. So it doesn't have a, a, a ton of people haven't seen it, but the ones that have, they they know what we're talking about. Like we're we're a small, small but but proud uh, group of people who've who've just truly enjoy a great television show you're damn right it's so good espn lafayette best ticket in sports luke johnson his work covering the saints it's so good at by luke johnson on twitter go give him a follow check out everything he is doing uh with the nfl draft he's going to be on point covering it him and the crew over there at the times picayune always good chatting my friend all the best and uh, i think we made the decision you know, uh, Ben's watching Barry, so I won't no, – no spoilers, anybody. Don't be tweeting Luke and I anything about Barry for a while. Please, please. Unless it's like uh, – it's just gifts of NoHo Hank from, right. uh, from right. seasons one and two. From seasons I'll past. take as many of those as you can. NoHo Hank dancing, that gif. I, I, I might have to break that one out for, uh, for game five tonight in Phoenix, depending on how the game's going. That might be a good one. <laughs> Perfect. Thanks, Luke. It. Appreciate it, man. All right, thanks, Scott. Great Scott show continuing. Reminder, Jay Walker in studio in the 8 o'clock hour. Looking forward to catching up with him. Last night's NBA playoff games, digging into each of them next. Open phone lines as well, 337-269-1077. This is the Great Scott Show. Don't go anywhere.